and welcome to this week's episode of This Apprentice Life. This week is all about National Apprenticeship Week, and this year's special is about looking beyond. As always, joining me on this episode is Elliot Wilson. Hello. And this week we also have special guest Izzy Kent. Hi. Izzy, if you want to uh, talk about yourself a little bit. Hi, I'm Izzy, and I've been on Cap Gemini's apprenticeship scheme since November 2016, working on one of their public sector accounts. I moved out just after my 19th birthday to start on Ailey and in January of 2017 moved into my own home in Telford to start my job. Yes, so you've been on project and living where you are on project. Unlike me and Dom who uh, work away from home, um, we'll be getting onto that topic a little bit later on. To start things off, research has shown that individuals have plenty of questions and make a reasonable number of assumptions when considering apprenticeships. As part of the Look Beyond theme, we're looking to hopefully answer some of your questions and provide a clearer view on apprenticeship schemes. Yeah, I feel there's a lot of uh, stereotypes about apprenticeships, especially pre-joining. Um, if you think about the topic of uh, qualifications and why someone should go for an apprenticeship when they might not get a degree as opposed to going to university. I see. And do you think that's because of kind of the way that apprenticeships have changed over the years? I think when they first started, um, that may have been the case, but more and more now you see better qualifications coming out of um, apprenticeships. And that's especially the case for us three who are working towards a degree. Yeah. So as opposed to coming out with it kind of with a, a qualification that certain individuals may not have heard of obviously we're now with Aston University which is a well-respected university we're going to come out with a degree and we'll be able to say to our employers here's the degree that we've attained over this time and that's always that's going to look good on us as well and obviously it's all funded by our employer as well. As well as getting a, a degree when you are then in the place where you've graduated you're earning more and at a higher grade than a graduate would come into Cap Gemini. so not only are you getting that degree but you're pushing yourself further than in your career than a normal degree would get you yeah i think as well on top of that you're also getting the experience that a lot of employees are looking for and this can help a lot with uh, going forward in your career uh, with other companies it's also becoming harder and more competitive to get onto graduate schemes as more and more people are going down the university route. So once you've graduated, you don't have to worry about going to try and find a job because you've already got one. Yeah. I know a lot of my friends that have graduated this year have moved back home and they don't have jobs at the moment because they don't know where they want to go or what they want to do. But when we graduate, we'll be set. Yeah, I think that's uh, and also an outdated point of when people finish an apprenticeship um, a lot of people have the assumption that they then have to find a job whereas for our sake or for us especially um, we are hired as a, an employee and then once we finish the degree uh, we will just carry on as an employee as if uh, we weren't apprentices at all. It's the start of a career more than anything as opposed to a job isn't it? Yeah. And I think I think obviously you're you're already talking about kind of the end of the five years. But if we go back to the start of the five years, I remember the, one of the first things that we were tasked with was creating a five year plan. Yeah. And now when we first started out, I, I honestly had no idea about what what kind of what was available out there, the technologies or what I'm able to pick up on. And kind of the first time we were introduced to code was very confusing. And I was thinking, well, how does this expand to kind of other languages, for example? And will I be able to understand it? 
will I enjoy it? And I had I had all these sort of questions. So being asked to create a five year plan was was crazy to me. I had I had no idea. I was like, I mean, it might be nice to have a house. I'd like to move out, for example. Um, so I had these kind of life goals, but in terms of workplace and committing to something for five years, I I thought it was really difficult at the time. And I imagine yeah. a lot of people that were kind of are looking towards this might be in a similar sort of position. Yes, if you could have a conversation with yourself now, um, when you had all these worries, now that we've been there, we can see that um, a lot of these negative assumptions about uh, apprenticeships weren't true. And now we're coming out of it with a degree, and not only just a degree, but it very much aligns with the work that we're doing. Um, a lot of people, they come out of uni with X degree and then go into a job in uh, a completely different sector. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I liked about this apprenticeship is that obviously I had all, I, it was kind of a fear factor to begin with when I first started. And I was like, oh my gosh, what, what am I going to be doing? What are they going to kind of give me in terms of work to do? But yeah. whilst we were kind of allocated something to, to begin with, ever since then, I've been, I've been able to have discussions with the relevant people within uh, our place of employment to kind of say, actually, I've, I've had some exposure to this either through university or kind of I've been speaking to people at work and I've looked at it and I quite like the idea of kind of trying something out in this. Are there any opportunities available? And then through those discussions, they'll have contacts and then you'll get in contact with them. And uh, I've just been able to kind of build my own path almost. Yeah, there's more of a sense of, I don't want to say independence because that is something that you can get from in uh, university, but it is more of that sense of I'm carving my own path through life. And that did start with us making that five year plan. And whether we stuck to that or whether we veered off in different ways, um, obviously that's led us into a, a different role or a different um, part of the company. But all the while throughout this uh, journey, I've really felt that I've, I've been in charge of where I wanted to go. For sure. If I had the conversation myself five years ago, I'd kind of say, go with the flow and see see what's out there. Explore as much as possible. Because no matter no matter what the end result is, I'm going to have kind of progressed myself both as a person and my knowledge of certain areas and my understanding. So that even if I try out one path and go, you know what, this isn't for me, I'm not stuck in that position. I can then three six months later to go okay i'm going to try out this now and see yeah. if i'm going to enjoy that and it's the flexibility over the years in particular that i've, I've really enjoyed and if i if i'd have kind of known that when i was just first starting off i think i'd have been a lot more relaxed and a lot more kind of yeah i think i also had certain assumptions um geographically um so before joining uh, this apprenticeship i saw that there was opportunities to work up and down the country. Um, and looking at it now, uh, from mine and your perspective, Dom, uh, we work on client sites and we work away from home. Uh, we haven't actually had to move uh, our actual home. Uh, but for Izzy, uh, I know for you, you moved, you literally got up and moved. Um, how did you find that? Yeah, so when I initially applied, um, I applied for an Aston base because my family live around the Birmingham area. Uh, but I actually got an email to say, do you mind changing your base location to Telford? Um, we think the roles will be better suited. And 
it was only an hour or so away from where I lived. So I said, okay. And I kind of said, okay, on like a, yeah, this is exciting. I want this job. Yeah. And then kind of realized I needed to move house. <laughs> um, so, and it all, it all happened so quickly. Um, I, I've never rented. So I went straight from living with my family to buying a house. And I can't even explain how I went through the process of buying it because it was so quick. But it was probably one of the like most exciting times that I've been through, knowing that I then had that whilst all my friends were moving out and going to uni and putting down their deposits on like their uni halls, I was moving into my own home and I'd only just turned 19. So it was really exciting. Yeah, it was a huge jump, though. It was it was like my first year living alone was probably one of the like not scariest, but it was like something I'd never experienced before, like learning to cook. I'm pretty sure I lived off pasta for like a good six months. Um, but I feel like uni students do that, so it's fine. I think um, it's almost easier for uni students because um, they have the chance to get a student loan or student grant. And that's almost like a safety net of, well, if I move out or move to um, this city that I'm going to go to uni in it doesn't matter because I'll have the, the financial backing there. But yeah. for this apprenticeship, um, you're going to join on a salary and then you have to live off that salary. So it's not, not just a case of, um, will I be able to afford a house? It's will I be able to afford to live like food, like you said, and, uh, bills and stuff like that. Yeah. So when I bought a house, so my house, I have under a scheme called shared ownership, which I'd encourage to any, like first time buyer, especially apprenticeships that might be on um, a lower salary than, for example, a graduate salary, because it allows you to get a property, um, even though you're not earning as much as you might have needed. So I own 50% of my house and I pay rent on the other half, but it's so, such a small amount of rent that my bills don't come to any more. They're, they're, they're less than if I was just renting. And I've got on the property ladder so young that I actually looked at the value of my house the other day and it's gone up by about £20,000 since I bought it, which means that I've got a, like more money than I thought. And it's quite strange because when you buy a house at the age of 19, I didn't think of it as an investment. I kind of thought this is just going to be a roof over my head. And now I'm 22 and I'm like, I've actually made such a good choice here because I've now not I've not really had to do anything and I've got this huge investment in my home yeah and I think that for me is like such a big thing because I'm looking at buying a, a, a an entire property rather than just half of it um towards the end of next year and I'll only be I'll be what 24 and I'll be buying my second house which is pretty cool to think yeah so at that point you'll be 24 with so many years work experience so many years into a degree and you'll own your own property. Yeah. That's a pretty good position to be in. I'd yeah, say so. <laughs> which is which is perfect because that ties in perfectly with the look beyond theme because obviously, as you were saying, when you first bought it, you didn't consider it an investment, but we can be so, we can be so short-sighted at times, particularly when we're starting out on new things. And yet, if you look at it over the kind of long, longer periods, it can actually become something else that we didn't expect it to. Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, so it, it probably took me until maybe halfway through last year to, 
to realize this, this was actually like my house. And I started overpaying on my mortgage last year as well, which I feel like is such an adult thing to do. <laughs> um, so it was kind of strange to be doing that. But like, it was quite easy to forget to like forget that this was my home and that I'd bought it and I'd worked hard. I work hard to like look after it and pay for it. And it was yeah, quite surreal to think that at 20, like this was mine. So it never really, it didn't really hit me until like last year that I was like, oh, actually like this is like my house and this is my home. And I've set up my life here in Telford now. And it's as, as much as it was difficult at the start because moving out always is, I like couldn't imagine having it any other way because I was thinking the other day, like what if I hadn't bought my house and I had commuted from home an hour every day um, and I wouldn't have met half the people that I've now met. I wouldn't have half the friends that I now have in Telford. So it was definitely worth the jump. Just thinking from a the perspective of not just someone who's looking into apprenticeships, um, but perhaps the parents of that person, um, they might have these kind of worries. Um, did your parents at all have these kind of worries or? Yeah, my dad was very concerned about me moving out on my own. Um, <laughs> he just didn't think I was going to eat any proper food, which really I didn't for like a year. <laughs> but that was my own fault because I was just a bit lazy. Um, but yeah, no, my dad was really worried. He And I was moving away and it was all very new. I'd, I'd only ever worked for him. I'd never worked um, in like the real world in a way. I guess when you work for a family member, it's never how it would necessarily be in real life. Um so I think he was a bit like worried about me going into the working world for the first time and doing it on my own, paying all my own bills. Um, and he actually told me he was he said, I want to see a budget. I want you to make a budget. I want you to show me that you can pay for everything. So I think that was quite a concern from him that he was worried that I wasn't I was going to miss a payment or something like that. So I think it is a worrying thing when your child moves away and especially when they're starting their career yeah young age mm. that people are when they start apprenticeships like this most people are 18 19 when they start and it's a whole new world but i think that to address like any concerns that they have is cap gemini knows that it's potentially your first job and they know that you're not going to you don't you never worked in the working world before and that you're not going to be the most professional person there and they know you have a lot to learn and a lot to build and when I look back at me when I joined and to me now, it's quite strange in how I've changed and how I've grown more professional. And it's incredible that Capgemini, they help you with that. Um, if they see you're struggling being in the working environment, they'll give you a mentor that can coach you in that way. And I think that really helped my parents knowing that I had so much support from the company and from other apprentices. Yeah, I think that's a good point about the other apprentices. Um, I feel like with Capgemini and I'm guessing with their apprenticeship, I'm guessing with other apprenticeships as well, uh, there's quite a good network of apprentices and it's a real community. Yeah, massively. I mean, you two were like two of my first apprentice friends, really, when I moved to Telford. So and three and a half years later, you still want to be my friend. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <makes> blush. <laughs> but yeah, situations can change kind of throughout the whole the whole kind of five years of an apprenticeship um whether that be kind of changes within the family your friends spouses etc or you decide to move into a house or something 
Cap Gemini isn't going to force you to work away. If you kind of say, no, I need to, I need to live with my family. I have like a family member to support or something like that. They're going to fully understand and respect that and kind of work with you to kind of say, okay, what hours work for you best or, uh, what location would you prefer to work in because of this, et cetera. You're not kind of tied down to anything, are you? No. And especially I feel like with the, the degree going on in the background, people may wor- might worry that um, should a situation change and affect their uni, that that's them done from that point onwards. But myself and Dom know uh, other apprentices who due to unforeseen circumstances, um, have been able to delay their uni studies. So they'll push it back, say, six months or so. And this has given them the time to deal with whatever situation they're in um, and then pick up on their studies again when they're more ready. So I think that's a large potentially concern for individuals. It's kind of the work-life balance whilst whilst on an apprenticeship scheme. Because obviously you've got you've got your social life. And everyone wants to have as much social time or personal time, relaxation time as they want. But then obviously you've got work and then you've got university on top. And it's all about finding a balance to do with that. Have you got anything that you might suggest to put them at ease or? I think just try and keep up to date with your uni. It makes it a lot easier to then be able to have your weekends off. Um, And if you're consistent along your six month blocks, um, if you are doing an apprenticeship, if you're consistent in your studies, then you have a lot more free time than if you leave it all to the last minute, which I think sounds like it's just common sense. But when you're working seven and a half, sometimes eight, sometimes if you're working overtime, like 10 or 12 hour days, um, it can become quite difficult to then have to spend your whole weekend doing uni. So my advice would be try and keep your uni studies to in the week so you're able to give yourself those breaks at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. And if you'd like to hear myself and Dom discuss that topic in more detail, um, we have an episode based solely around that. Um, Which you can find on our SoundCloud. So in terms of that work-life balance and uh, finding hobbies and stuff like that, um, there is also extra stuff you can do with inside of work that's not actually work or university. Um, so, so a lot of these are event-based and they will be a way to give back to certain communities like uh, schools, uh, secondary schools, people who are learning about careers and stuff like that. Yeah. So, for example, we started this podcast. Yeah. Perfect example. And obviously, those examples are great ways of kind of building up your portfolio or building up your network. Yeah. And picking up on these sort of events and stuff like that is really going the extra mile in terms of giving back to the company you work for. And I feel that more than university or other paths, uh, this kind of thing's really rewarded. Like in university, there's only so many like marks you can get on an assignment or something. So if you were to go the extra mile and do extra little bits, you're still only going to get rewarded for the core things that they're marking. Whereas within a workplace, like within Capgemini, um, us giving back to either other apprentices, um, students within secondary school uh, that really helps you carve your own path and build your portfolio as you said Dom. Yeah so the hard the hard work is kind of acknowledged and it's amazing just how visible that is to kind of uh, people above you per se 
because there's there's so many times where it's kind of we've released a podcast episode or we've done an event for example and then the week after or something someone will email me who i've never heard of before saying oh congratulations on this you did a really good job and it's it's nice to kind of know yeah. that it's it's appreciated and that your hard work is actually being acknowledged it's also good just literally talking about the podcast um hearing feedback that people have actually found it useful um so younger apprentices who have just joined there in the first say three months training and listening to the podcast helps put them at ease with certain things and it's good to get that direct feedback from something you've done i think as well as that i i helped with work experience last year and there were students that i encouraged to apply that they ended up getting in and people that have messaged me on twitter asking questions who have then also got positions and even going back to my old school who really didn't encourage me to do an apprenticeship at all and i've been to speak at their school a few times now and there's one of those students who's applying um and it's just really good to hear that you've had you've had some sort of a voice and you've helped them with their life and if they were confused and didn't know what to do you've then like given them a, a new path it's an opportunity isn't it they've yeah. taken the jump and they've, they've pursued this opportunity and it, it it sounds like more often than not it's working out for them which is which is great yeah and i feel like leading back into look beyond it might be that people have sort of blinders on and they only think they can go down one path and then having these opportunities to give back to these communities or just to talk about apprenticeships is a good way for people to look beyond and say oh i don't just have to go down this route or down that route there's this other opportunity with all these benefits i think just leading on from that as well if you join and after a, a few months you realize you you really don't like coding in your day-to-day -day job you can for example switch to the business analyst degree um in second year but you can also switch your role from a software engineer at capgemini and become a business analyst or become a um, front-end developer there's so many different roles that you can go into if you start and realize oh i'm not sure this is the one for me you're not then stuck there for three years, which I feel like sometimes when you start a degree at university and you're like, oh, I don't know if this is for me, but you carry on even though you're not 100% sure. At Capgemini, like the degree is so broad, you cover so many different subjects that you can fit into any role and you can pick up any role, which is really good. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Just because the degree is so aligned with the actual work doesn't mean that the roles that you can apply for are limited to what you've covered in the degree. So you could go in just learning X, Y, and Z languages, but then a role may appear with another uh, language or technology, and you're not limited just because you haven't covered that at university. So tying it all up, I suggest that anyone looking into apprenticeships has to realize that this isn't something that they're gonna be tied down to themselves. It's a very flexible apprenticeship scheme. Yeah, and it's, it's very flexible. And I think people should keep an open mind in terms of uh, apprenticeships in general. If you'd like to know more about how myself and Dom have found this apprenticeship, um, then you can check out This Apprentice Life, where we'll talk about different subjects about being an apprentice. If you'd like to find out more about Capgemini's apprenticeships, go to capgemini.com. And check out all the Capgemini social media. In particular, Twitter, because the apprentices are always tweeting about everything that they're doing across the course of it. Thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. Bye.